We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Josh Hart, Bill Pito, and Clyde Frazier. Congratulations on another phenomenal performance. Jalen Brunson gets hurt 47 seconds into the game. How did you guys prevail without your star point guard? Um... Yeah, man, it was tough. Um, he got hurt, and, uh, you know, he was soft. He didn't come back out. So, you know, we knew we had to just have a next man up mentality and, uh, you know, just go, go try to steal one. Hard. We had to go to the archives tonight. You broke my record, bro. Oh, what was that? Yeah, bounding and astounding. Triple-double. Oh, bro? Yeah. Oh, man, hey. Three triple-doubles in a season, Josh. Yeah. Hey, man, I'll take that. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I got to give credit to the teammates, man. Uh, teammates. Uh, I'm just going out there. I'm just trying to play my game. I'm not trying to rush. I'm just trying to be, be solid. I'm not trying to be anybody I'm not. Um, use the gift that God gave me and just go out there and just, just hoop. Josh, how are you doing this? How are you handling the minutes load and yet putting up these spectacular numbers night after night? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, whenever I step on this court, um, uh, that, that competitive side of me kicks in and I just I just want to go out there I want to play I want to play every possession um, and, and that's just the, the competitor in me and I think that's what everybody wants to do and at the end of the day I get just control what I can control um, pray for protection every game and I just go out there and just, just go out there and hoop without even thinking about it in the pregame, I saw you working on that three ball you had a big one in that right corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, you know uh, I like I like that side step um, to the right out that corner. Um, I love it. I don't really shoot it that much because, I mean, I'd rather <laughs> shoot, try to try to get a better better shot. But, um, you know, at the end of the game, you just got to go out there and just try to make a play. And, you know, Mobley was kind of giving me the, the three the last six, seven minutes. Um, and his length kind of bothered me. I couldn't really judge it that well. And, you know, end of the shot clock had no conscience. I was just like, I'm putting it up. Hey, Josh, congratulations. Thank you so much for stopping by. Your play has been inspirational. Congratulations, okay? Appreciate it. Have a good one. Sam Kahn. What's going on, Sam? That was the best possible brunch and injury news we could have hoped for. Uh, I mean, best possible would be like, he's fine. Uh, but yes, this was pretty good, I guess. This team is full of animals. No team wants to play us at 80%, let alone 100%. The boys are healing up. We are coming. Fascinated by how this next week is going to go. So they play Tuesday. If they off, they play Tuesday, and then they have two days off, and they play on Friday. And those games are coming against uh, Atlanta and Orlando. I actually watched a bunch of Orlando play uh, 
or excuse me, watched a bunch of Atlanta play Brooklyn yesterday. It looked like at times in the first half they were going to get out and run away with that game. And then you blink and Brooklyn's running away with the game. And it was not all that competitive down the stretch. And it reminds you that this Atlanta team has absolutely, you want to talk about New York backbone. This Atlanta team has absolutely no defensive backbone whatsoever. If you, unlike these Knicks, if you punch Atlanta in the mouth, they're going to like go down. Uh, so, but that being said, they're a talented team. They have talent. They have shot makers. They have guys that could do some stuff on offense, even with no Trey Young. They have guys that could do stuff on offense. And then it's a different animal against Orlando. I don't need to tell anybody what Orlando is. Um, and then it's the back-to-back against Philadelphia, which, boy, oh, boy, you, you'd love to have Brunson for both of those or one. Even if you don't have him for either game, man, those are both home games. Get one of those. Get one of those. Get one of these next two and then get one of those Philly games and then you can, then you've made it to the West Strip and then hopefully, hopefully, by that point, you're starting to get whole. Thanks, Sam. Harry Donor, what's going on, Harry? It's always good when you comment. You know what's going on. In one game, I went from I don't know why I watch sports to this is why I watch sports. This one felt special. You always have a way with words, man. You make me you make me jealous. I I I I um I might have to might have to steal that one for the newsletter. But I'll give you credit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And you're 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 spot on. Dom the dentist. Uh I've been seeing your name pop up a lot in the Substack track tonight. I don't hundred percent know why, because I haven't been able to pay close attention to it. I apologize, but uh congrats to you. Or I'm sorry that happened. Uh let's ride a winning streak into the KFS game. So the KFS game is uh, Sunday. They have Atlanta and Orlando before that. I mean, sure. Um. Oh, this is okay. This is news. Here we go. Uh, this uh, this I will take as news. DiVincenzo on Brunson. I asked him if he was okay, and he said he'll be fine. And that's everything to me. I don't worry about Jalen. He's one of the toughest guys in the league. Whatever it is, he's going to bounce back. He's tough as nails. Okay. That I will take some solace in. That I will take some solace in. Jalen Brunson told DiVincenzo he'll be fine. I don't think he would say that. Right? If he really thought some some bad shit was going down. Okay. All right. It's going to be okay. This, of course, goes back to what I was saying. Like, the commentary and the pulse around the team after Randall's injury was like, was different. you know, it was different. It was somewhat somber. Brunson went in to be like, you know, we love you. Like, we'll hold the fort till you get back. I also, I mean, this is the definition of PTSD. This is when Aaron Rodgers went down and you had like wide receivers after a thrilling win coming in and be like, yeah, I went in and gave him a hug and told him I loved him. And Aaron Rodgers like personally apologizing to Garrett Wilson. He said, like, I'm sorry because like we won't get to play together. What he really yeah. meant was that I'm sorry your quarterback has to be Zach Wilson now. But um yeah, this the tone around this doesn't it sounds like they're the the best possible scenario happened that nothing structurally I, got injured. I just I can't 
We got to get to tomorrow. We got to get to another day. No, 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 no. I was, I agree. I was gonna say that. I just, I can't put into words with you where I was mentally three hours ago. To give you somewhat of a, I think we were all there. Just then, the game happened. Like the the game picked me up. I was in the building when Rogers went down, and then the game happened. And this is why I think it's different. Walking out of the building is when I got the first alert that he had torn his Achilles. So that's why. The sentiment is like, oh, my God, what a win, because all we've gotten is positive news to make us continue to feel better about Brunson's status. I just I I couldn't snap out of it until the second half. That's that's all. Yeah, I think we all were kind of there, especially the way the first half ended. It's like, all right, so that was a, a fun rally. Now, now we're going to get right. the season on the line. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll stay on for this next comment. Oh, boy. Kevin Danishevsky. See Berman comment for a laugh. I saw it and I will not. Uh, repeat it, or nor will I comment on it because I. Well, what did old Captain America say at the end of Avengers Endgame, John? Nope. I don't think I will. There we go. Thank you, Kevin, for the contribution. <sighs> Bourbon. David uh, Sancherico. Hope I got that right. Relieved with the initial JB diagnosis. Any word on how Evan Mobley's ankles are doing? That. That breaker by Deuce, man. Woo, boy. That was serious shit. That was nice. See, but he, he'll do stuff like that. And now he's got this mid-ranger really going. Like, really going. It's uh, y- y- You want to get excited. You really do. It's easy to get. He's a, he's a player that makes you want to believe. I'm talking about Deuce. And then he does. He makes you believe. With some of with some of the stuff he does, like we talked about the ways that he is an imperfect fit. <clears throat> that dude could ball. Uh, and he seems again, much like many of his teammates, he seems fucking relentless. Truly. So that's a that's that's exciting. And you know what? Here let me give him this too. If what you know, look, I'm not God knows I will be the last person to diminish the impact of Jalen Brunson. But if if Brunson is out for some period of time, like there is something about having Deuce in the starting lineup. Like I don't, I don't, I'll say this. I don't feel like all hope is lost. And it's not to say that Deuce replicates like any of the things that Brunson does. They're very different players. The only thing they have in common is they're roughly the same height. Um, <clears throat> But the, the way he fights, uh, yeah, I, and and obviously his teammates as well. But I, I like I don't feel like all hope is lost if he's our starting point guard. I'll say that. Thank you, David. John, what's going on, John? Not that Jake Milton will make a huge difference, but what when does he arrive to play? My guess would be on Tuesday. And any update um, on Mitchell Robinson and OG? Uh, this is other John, by the way, I should say. Uh, Andrew told me to say that. Any update on Mitchell Robinson and OG? No. Um, OG, the only le- the update we got was that he is going through, he's doing basketball activities, no contact yet. Um, and Mitch, um, don't, I think, the last update from Tibbs was, was focused on, I think, what he was not doing. And I forget specifically what it was, but like, Maybe no, was it no running? 
was no something. And I was like, ah, that's maybe not the best sign. But I, I look, the, the, my big takeaway is when Tibbs, and this as far as Mitch specifically, when he was like, we hope to get all the guys back before April. That was my big takeaway. Thank you, John. Other John. Robert W. Cross. It's your boy, John. Mensa has us riding high like 99 reprise two. What say you? Um, am, I, I, am I supposed to know what that is? I don't know what that is. So I think he's more just saying like Mentos has us riding high like the 99 Knicks, but like it's a oh. reprise. Yeah. Oh, sure. I thought it was a specific reference other than just the 99 Knicks. It Nick. may have something to do. So I don't know if you've seen a clip that's been going around from our Twitter that the casual we had a casual Sunday watch along yes, and the stretch when Josh Hart hit the three and I don't know if a lot of people caught this then turns around because he hit it in front of the Cavs bench and I saw tucks that. Donovan Mitchell's chain in his shirt. The level of disrespect and just eat our shorts that the Knicks have for the Cavs is amazing and then goes back down the other side of the court and makes a yeah. defensive play for a steal. Uh, this was, let's see if it'll play correctly because my computer can act up sometimes. Let's see. Uh, the casual reaction to said play. Don't shoot that, Josh. Oh, my goodness. Give it up. Yeah, yeah, take a shot. Oh! Oh! Wait for Mensa. Wait for Mensa. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he, made oh, a, wow. he made up. You said don't shoot that. He shot a worse shot and made it. <laughs> he has 19 Josh rebounds. He has 19, 19 rebounds. You see these boys, man? <laughs> Good day, yeah. oh, Let's fucking go, <laughs> bro! I'm hyped. Let's go. That's great. <laughs> the, That's novel. Josh Hart literally made men to go to church temporarily. That was amazing. We should all so. go to church and pray for Josh Hart. Amen. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Menzo. Jason Feldman, what's going on? Jason Burks had a meaningful pass. Take that, Joe Biden. <laughs> So for those who have no idea what this reference is, okay? So Jason's comment is, Burke's had a meaningful pass. Take that, Joe Biden. Uh, Fred Katz has been on the, uh, just some recent research in his uh, most recent articles um, are what's wrong with Alec Burks. And uh, it's passing with a purpose that a lot of his passes have been um, just kind of, that you're, you're not even like dribble handoffs or connecting passes. They're just like, I know I have to pass here, so I will. Some of them have been grenades, and that have been part. That's been part of the issue. Uh, and Jason saw a meaningful pass from Burks tonight. The take that Joe Biden. Um, so when uh, Brunson went out with his injury, Fred Katz tweeted out uh, a recent an update from the, the Athletic. Yep. In collaboration with Joe Varden, is who he meant, who covers the Cavs for the athletic what he actually sent was in collaboration story with joe biden yep. and dj had the joke of the him. night so he tagged joe biden like the actual president of the united states's twitter handle and the dj had the joke of the night and was like fred's going all the way to the white house to find out what happened to jalen brunson i had a different joke in mind that i will oh keep to myself what, that, that anytime fred Cats has a typo. It's it's interesting. It's not not the worst <laughs> typo this year. Yes, <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> Love you, Fred. Check out Cats and Shoot. Uh Robert Cross, another one. First time, long time. It's your boy John. 
I told Kevin this weekend that you have to take the good with the bad with Tibbs. You would have been proud of me. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining my team, Robert. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, no, it's. I don't need to repeat all the same stuff that I've said about Tibbs many times, but yes, in short, yes, I think there's, there's, it's all, it's all part of the same package. That's what I always say. Thank you, Robert. Kevin with another one. Robert, please go away. Worth $2. Get a payback. So it's really, it's not, it's not even $2. It's like really like a buck. Thanks, Kevin. Christian Finnegan, what's going on, Christian? How are you? I was at a friend's cabaret show and checked my phone right as JB went down. Literally 10 seconds later, the lights dimmed and the show began. Most excruciating 90 minutes of my life. I would have gotten the fuck up and left, but you're a better friend uh, than me. <laughs> Good job by you. Thanks, Christian. Appreciate you, man. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Cross with another one. I will settle the Deuce McBride stuff for good. He is a player. He says with emphasis, I've seen enough of uh, Alec Burks and don't care about Shake, whoever. Um, listen, Shake's a good player. Alec Burks is a good player. I know Deuce McBride's your guy. He's the last, he's, he's the last man standing. He's the last, last homegrown Nick standing. Um, actually, no, that's not true. Jericho Sims and Mitchell Robinson. Uh, but in terms of like the young pedigree guys of the, uh, or the, the young up and comers of the last few years, like he's, he's the last part of that group. Um, I think you're 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 allowed to get high. I think you're allowed to get high on your own supply here with the upside with Deuce. I still think that there there's more there's more there. There's more there. Is he just all you want him to be? If he could be a rotation player, a rotation player on a team trying to win a championship, that I, that is such a massive victory. That is such a massive victory. If that's if that is what he is, and I'm not, I don't, I don't know that I could go there yet, but he's trending in that way. And if he gets there, rotation player, uh, contender, oh boy, what a what a what a massive windfall that would be for the Knicks, and for and what a, what an accomplishment that would be for Deuce. And it would it would evince so much hard work on his part. Thank you, Robert. Uh, Alex, original Alex Knicks have five of the best 15 to 20 contracts in the NBA in Mitch, Deuce, Jalen Brunson Julius and Dante DiVincenzo um, I'll get back to that in a second 
P.S. Anyone who mentions the Cavs missing spiders should get. Should get pinworms. My mother, I, my mother sent me a text today. I think I should actually just read the text because it, to to try to try to summarize it would just would do a, a disservice. This was this morning. Hi, catching up on your podcast. Enjoyed watching you with Fred Katz. Sorry to hear about Isabel and her itch, and happy she's not old enough to know her privacy was invaded. LOL. And then she said some other stuff too that was irrelevant to that part of the conversation. Um, anyway, I don't know that I could put Deuce in that ca- category just yet. Uh, maybe we get there. Maybe we get there. But I'm with I'm with you on the other on uh, it. Like I think it's I think more Mitch is fourth on the list. Trying to order the other three is really freaking hard. I mean, it feels like Brunson should be number one for obvious reasons. But like, man, like what you get per dollar. I Brunson's one. I got to tell you, a little tough. Kind of tough call who I would rank two there between DiVincenzo and Julius. And then I put Mitch. Mitch for that. Maybe I don't know. Is Mitch one of the 15 to 20 best contracts in the NBA? Maybe. Maybe he is an argument. I don't know. It's tough. He's a center and he's hurt a lot. Uh, thanks, Alex. Robert W. Cross with another one. Robert's Robert's back, baby. The Cavs are pillows and Mobley should be the new spokesperson spokesperson for Sherman. Uh, they do seem to provide a soft landing for the Knicks every time. And, and all that said, I want this on the record right now. Um, I would still be afraid of them in the playoffs, but I'm, of course, because I'm afraid of everybody in the playoffs, but I, that team with Mitchell, they oh my god, they they have a lot of talent. And the thing is, getting Struess and the emergence of Sam Merrill gives them exactly what they needed. Like I, they, we probably should not be all that surprised that they are as good as they are this year. They they have they are really good. They're a really good team, and the Knicks so far seem to have their number. If they play in the playoffs, I I hope it continues. I'm sure it would be a battle. Thank you, Robert. Can I offer a minor counterpoint? Sure. So the reason they succeeded, or one of the reasons they succeeded so much during that stretch, was the rise of Sam Merrill, the rise of Dean Wade. Oh, I, know these, I know where you're going. Shooters who wasn't in the, on the court down the stretch tonight. Sam Merrill and like I understand, you probably have to ride with Struess after the game he had the other night, but. They're in this weird spot where they go to this lineup down the stretch where it's what they call the core four and a fifth player. And it's like it's like kind of like where we were a couple months ago, where it's like quickly's probably our best option in closing, but like there's a size issue that the Tibbs has. And like Merrill probably should have closed tonight, but Struce hit like five threes in five minutes the other night. Like it's almost like because you can only play five guys and Mobley is your best defender, but he doesn't give you as much offensively as you would want with the space, the spacing issues they were giving us tonight with a Coro and Struess and Wade and Merrill on the court at the same times. Like that's what that got them back in the game in the second quarter. So it's almost like a too many guys, not enough spots on the court. You know, I think. Look, I'm not going to call out JB Bickerstaff. He's he has an argument for being the coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, once. 
once a Coro shot stopped falling, I think everybody in the building and everybody watching had a sense that it wasn't the, the genie wasn't going back in the bottle. Um, so there was that part of it, but you'll, you need him out there for his defense, arguably. But, but if the shot, if that's the thing with him, obviously I'm not breaking any news here. If his shot's not falling, then it becomes tough to play him and Mobley and Allen. And then the, but the Merrill piece, and I'm just, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, three pointers made per 36 minutes of guys that are actually like active parts of NBA rotations. Um, Davis Bertans was has played 23 games this year. He has not really been in it part of a rotation. He's at 5.5 per 36. Um, Sam Merrill, 5.4 per 36. And then a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Stephen Curry at 5.1 or excuse me, 5.4 per 36. So Steph Curry is essentially tied with Sam Merrill in terms of rotation players, more than five made threes per 36 minutes. No other rotation player in the NBA is even close to five per 36. So like Sam, Sam Merrill, just in terms of his made threes, not necessarily a degree of difficulty, although man, some of those shots look mm-hmm. challenging that- tonight. It was back and forth. So he took 13 threes tonight. And I actually thought they made a, a conscious effort because he only made, I say only, he only made two in the second half, right? So I thought they made an effort to locate him when he was on the court as much as possible. The two threes, if I remember right, were the contested threes. One that was on this weird, like Allen tried to throw a lob or Coro tried to throw a lob and it went off the backboard, hit off two nicks and just landed. In oh, there was the offensive rebound the one. Right. Yeah. But it, like, late, but it wasn't one. like a, an earned offensive yeah, no, that, rebound. That, I didn't mind that. Yeah. So like then the other one, Merrill actually dribbled to the three point line around DiVincenzo and that was, didn't wait for him to set. And that's that when I was wild. like, how does he not close the game? And you see the lineup they went with. And to your point, yeah, in general, you probably do want a Coro's defense out there. Who's the big offensive guy on the Knicks that you needed or Isaac Okoro's defense out there for. They were stuck on 96 points for five straight possessions. And and more than that, like not to get into too much X's and O's, but I felt like the Cavs were like the Knicks, if they were, if they wanted to switch, they were getting a switch. Like they got the switch uh, bogey. I think they got Garland on him mm-hmm. late in one of the possessions. I don't know that it yielded any fruit, but like no, I, I think you're making a great point. Like, I'll put it this way. We'll use the old Bill Simmons thing. If you're the fan of the other team watching the game, every, I, I mean, I would imagine every Nick fan when Sam Merrill left the game, it was like, oh my God. I exhaled. <laughs> and it was a simultaneous substitution that Merrill left the game and iHeart came in and it was five straight possessions yeah. where the Knicks got to stop. Now, the Knicks scored two points in those possessions and made it 101-96. So that's why the Josh Hart three felt so big because it was the first time any real space had been created. And yeah. again, they finished the game with 98 points. So look, I, it, I'm not even saying it's like a bad job by bigger no, staff. No. These are just like... When you have so many good options in closing time, you have to navigate that every night. And when you're apparently locked in to these this core four, you know, it makes it tough on a night. Hey, I should probably sit Mobley or Allen and go with more spacing or more and boost the offense a little bit. You know, I probably need a Coral's defense, but if his shot's not falling. So these are the questions you have to ask, which is why I thought we saw for two for a month and a half, two months, they were missing two of the guys that they normally close with and had a much more, you know, Donovan Mitchell centric offense that worked. Um, 
Yeah. Know? No, absolutely. Well, well, uh, well said. Um, the next two show. are addressed to me. Okay, you go for it. Brando, AC, speak on salary and roster number. Impact with Shake Milton. John, what's the salary and roster impact with Shake Milton? Because uh, well, this is the salary, second time I, I think he's gone to me for like a Jeremy question. The salary, I'm assuming, is a minimum. As far as the roster number impact, I mean, the Knicks have had the Knicks have roster spots. Three uh, open spots. Yep. Yeah. So they actually a better question is um, someone asked me and Jeremy, me and there's you and Jeremy. Te- I think it was. I don't think it was Jeremy. Someone, but in terms of like how many days. Uh, no, I think it was me and Keith Smith because I retweeted Keith Smith. The 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 and but Jeremy has talked about this in the past. The Knicks need to have a certain number of players on their team for a certain number of days during the season, and I'm not sure where that tracker is right now, frankly. Um, but signing Shake uh, for the rest of the season will will certainly help them in their effort to get to that minimum. Like you need to have X amount of players on your team for X amount of days. Um, but they have room. They have. Like it doesn't put them in the tax or anything. Uh, yeah, they're they're they'll be fine. Yeah, they, I knew they had three open roster spots. Shout out thirty dancers, but in the Discord, like just sign somebody, like anybody. It's and, like you, it's a push and pull, but get, thirty dancer. They they signed somebody. You're welcome. And and it's a it's a small thing, but Shake Milton, I believe this is his sixth season in the NBA. Uh, pulling this up right now. Uh. One, two, three, four, five. This is his sixth season in the NBA. So in terms of your veteran minimum, number, the, the the way the veteran minimum works is your, the veteran minimum goes up each year you're in the league. Like So if you the veteran minimum for a 15-year player is going to be more than the veteran minimum for a five-year player. Um, so the fact that Milton hasn't doesn't have a ton of service time uh, makes his vet, veteran minimum number a, a little bit less. So if you're you know worried about luxury tax stuff. Thank you, Brando. Yes. Uh, Robert W. Cross, legend of GMAC. Uh, I'm going to let you read this. If Mensa is right and we do reprise 1999 or 99 reprise two, part two, I will sponsor the KFS party bus for the Eastern Conference finals. Only stipulation is we need an emergency live stream to raise monies for your fantastic cause. Robert, if they make the Eastern Conference finals, sponsor away. Get whatever bus if the loony bin will let you use one of the buses uh, that you'd like. Okay. Um, well, we'll go crazy. Absolutely. They get to the conference finals. I don't know why you keep bringing up 99. I guess you're assuming that they're going to drop to eighth. So they're going to have to beat Boston in the first round and make a run that way. I would much prefer like be the sixth seed, beat the Cavs and then avoid the Celtics until the conference finals. But you know, that's that's my two cents. But of course, uh, if you, if you meant apparently this is a thing on study hall that uh, Robert and Mensa have been um, perpetuating and uh, apparently see I uh, apparently this is just the thing that they have been on then that we need to now honor and acknowledge that 99 can be that can happen again and I mean it'll be a reprise it, it certainly can um, by the way I just looked it up I don't know why what made me think of this uh, amongst players uh, under six foot seven um, in the NBA, Josh Hart is leading uh, the league in rebounds at 7.6 per game. You want to guess who's second? How many rebounds per game? 7.6. The player who is there's one other player who is under six foot seven um, that is averaging uh, 
uh, at least seven rebounds a game. It's seven on the dot. How tall is Draymond? You got it. It's Draymond. Okay. It's Draymond Green. Uh, and then uh, one, and then a third player. There's only three averaging more than six per game. Uh, and the third guy is Asar Thompson. So hmm. pretty, pretty lofty stuff from, from Josh Hart. Yes. Thank you, Robert. We have seven more. Okay. Dom Cappuccini, does this win step over the first Philly one, Denver or either Miami win for the best dub of the year? I'll throw off the top of my head the, the Indiana game too that uh, had Jalen Brunson emotional on the court afterwards. I think that's that's a good... The Philly and Denver wins are so weird because the, they those teams like let go of the rope. Um, so I don't... It's, well, it's like... Did they let go of the rope or did we pull it out of their hands? Either way, it was not a competitive game after the middle of the third quarter. So like, I don't know. It's always tough for me to be like, is should that be the best win of the year? Or should the one that came down to the wire be the best win of the year? I, if that's the calculation you're making, there's one other nomination that we need to acknowledge and it's the Brooklyn win. Oh, that came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, they weren't, they were only overcoming their own poor play in that game. Fair, but as far I mean, what the, the other two games you're talking about, they were so good that there was no poor play to overcome. Like they took the defending champs and said, not tonight. And they took a team in the Sixers that was, you know, on a winning streak. They were top two in net rating at the time. Bid was getting 30 a night and we made that a laugher in the fourth quarter. Me personally, best two wins of the year, this one and the Indiana one. That's that's me. And I, man, I might give a nod to that first Miami game. That was so out of the blue and they needed that one. And like, that was, things were dicey at that time. If I recall, they were, I'm having a hard time putting anything from pre and from, from the first season that we had. Um, like you could put the Minnesota win in there if you wanted to the first game of Ananobi. That was a big, that was one. A big one. Yeah. It lost a tough- bunch of games. It's like four in a row, right? The tough part for me to do the second Miami win, Dom, is that's the game that Julius went out. So it was very bittersweet at the end of yeah. it. It was. It was absolutely oh. very good word for it. Oh, they, he acknowledged in another super chat. Yeah. Or Indy at home. I almost forgot. Best win. Yeah. I mean, they've looked, they've had a bunch. They've had a lot of good wins. Um, You know, they beat Denver. They beat Minnesota. I mean, throw in the Phoenix game when Jalen Brunson scored 50, 50. points. Uh, You can. Yeah, I mean, they've... Oh, and uh, Christmas. Yes! They beat uh, they beat Milwaukee, finally. That was a great freaking win. That yeah, was? They've had a lot of quality wins this year at the end of the day. So, tip of the cap. Thanks, Tom. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Alex, original Alex. Damn straight other Alex. I'm the OG, sure. It's because you're old. No. Old guard and not the original gangster? Whatever. Yeah, you're welcome, Alex, for setting that record straight. You're very welcome. And other Alex, happy to have you to ATS. The more Alex is the, mer- the merrier. Uh, busy. It wasn't me on the Discord. I swear. Hashtag go Tibbs. I, I, I'm so in the dark. So like I, this could be funny or this could be. I don't know. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't busy. That, that That's a fair. He is correct. Hashtag go Tibbs is funny, but. Busy rarely says anything that like I I will still disagree with Busy occasionally, but like I get where Busy's coming from all the time now. Me and him very rarely see very not eye to eye. I it's I can't actually think of the last time it's happened. There, we disagree a ton too. Like I like to no. disagree with Busy. It's usually it's gotten to a place with respectability. We love you, Biz. And oh, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you next Sunday at the game. So hopefully, hopefully Brunson's playing. Stevens Guillaume, uh, thank you for your contribution. Appreciate you. And Sam Garcia's dad. We Knicks fans have been through a lot, but let's not forget this franchise's greatest moment is Willis Reed coming back into game seven of the finals to win a chip. We'll be healed up by the playoffs and the league. Best be ready. I, man, it's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. For sure. Thank you, Ray. Luke Stone. Deuce went all Shang Tsung on Mobley and stole his soul with that ankle breaker. Which character was Shang Tsung? I I may have to pull it up on my thing here. What is this in reference to? Mortal Kombat. Oh, I never played Mortal Kombat. Really? Yeah, I didn't have a game. So this is a weird story I'm about to tell. I had one game system. Oh, this um, fucking guy. Sorry. until Until I was in a sixth grade and the one game system I had was a Sega Saturn that got stolen because my house got robbed when we were on vacation so I only got to play it for like a week and then the following two Christmases I got a PlayStation and I was I never played fighter games I played sports games so it went rotation from MVP baseball to um, Madden to NBA Live thank you for coming to my TED talk um that that was great. Thank you. I was the Charlie, uh, Brown, Charlie Brown teacher that while John was looking up the characters from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, he was the yeah. I I was just confirming that he was the he was the main bad guy in the in the original game. Um, yeah, no, he's a good villain, uh, Shang Tsung. And but yes, uh, Deuce went, did indeed go all Shang Tsung, and and he stole Evan Mobley's soul. That's a if someone could put that together, do the finish him when. When Mobley's on the floor, like pause it there. What am I talking about? I could put that together. Maybe that's what I'll do tonight. There were some um, great, there were some great finishings. Josh Hart un, untuck, untucking in uh, Mitchell's chain is pretty amazing. That should be a new finishing move. Josh finish Hart, J- Josh Hart, put your chain back in your shirt. Mm-hmm. That's like the equivalent to ripping a guy's uh, skull and spine out of his body uh, and turning him into a, a lifeless. Uh, pool of of jelly. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> in. 
boy, the mood changed from the beginning of this because eventually I get the, the loopiness gets to me. Uh, either that or, or the bourbon. Uh, like this video. Uh, subscribe to our channel if uh, you would like to see more of what we do. If you're listening on the KFS podcast feed later, please leave a five star rating. We love those ratings. And even more than that, we love uh, positive reviews. Um, in which you say nice things about all the work that we are doing here at Nick's Film School. Uh, we will be back with uh, more funny games very soon. What's today? Sunday? So uh, Jeremy and I are recording tomorrow. You and Benji no. tomorrow. Benji, but Jeremy is still away for work. That's right. Me and Benji are recording tomorrow. So we will uh, somehow uh, attempt to put everything going on into, into uh, making some sense of it. Yeah. Congratulations. Two and two week. Oh, I won. You won the week. Benji with a very negative one and three. You won the week, my friend. You get to pick the game ball and you get to make predictions first. You are a champ. You avoided elimination because you have to win out now. I can do it. Okay. I believe I in can you. Do it. No, you don't. In this, I believe in you, sir. You do? Okay. Yes. But not another thing. <laughs> nah, well, I was only asked about this. So. Um, I'm assuming we got a pregame pod two coming up against the Hawks game. It's been it's been literally months since we played the Hawks. Not only so do we have a pregame pod coming up against the Hawks, but um, I am going on the chase down tomorrow to talk about the game that just happened with in, at my second home uh, over at the chase down with Justin and Carter. We'll recap uh, the JB injury, the emotions of the night, and why. Um, the Cavs just have to tip their cap and call Josh Hart their daddy. You know what's great? Never in a million years could you think that, like, as well as the Cavs have been playing for the last few months in a game without Donovan Mitchell, that there could be like any result that could leave the Cavs and their fans feeling like absolute dog shit. Mm -hmm. Tonight, I think, did it. And that makes me so happy. And I just would like that stated for the record. Yes. And it was like, this was embarrassing too. When you add in the, the chain, the Mobley going, the, the Josh Hart three was hit in Mobley's face and then Deuce crosses Mobley's ankles. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I don't, again, not judging if you missed the pregame show or not, but the, the Cavs schedule upcoming. So they play, oh no, it starts. Oh no. Okay. So they play Boston next, which yeah. Boston's one eleven. Eleven 11 in a row. And they're at Atlanta. Then they have three straight home games. Then they don't play back-to-back -back games in the same city until April 3rd and, excuse me, April 6th and 7th, the Saturday and Sunday, where they play in LA. A lot of moving around. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I'm more still focused on getting the top six, um, but... It, As am I. I'm just saying, like, from a Cavs perspective, like, you kind of sure. wanted to bank this one. Because they're, we're worried about staying at four. They're worried about staying at two. You know, they'd like home court in the second round if they were to get to it. I mean, you know, sure. If you're the Cavs, you're trying to get two. If the Cavs get three, I don't think they should be disappointed. Depends who six or seven is. Which I, ironically, like, like who do you want to play? A healthy Knicks or the Heat? Yeah, I. It's, yeah, that's a fascinating question. Or the other option, a healthy Sixers. Man, Cavs, Cavs Heat would be interesting. It would be. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so many flashbacks to the decision and the the history between those two teams. You know. Yeah. Second year in a row that a rumored Donovan Mitchell suitor potentially eliminates Donovan Mitchell. Let me 
Let me. T- sorry, we're going live. I gotta, I gotta write a newsletter about this game somehow. I don't know the fuck I'm gonna do that. The Pacers. I know they've been playing better. Like Wemby's now in like full on. You mean like, the Spurs have been playing better? Yeah. Sorry, what did I say? The Pacers. I know you're talking about the Pacers game. Talking about the Pacers. Yes, yeah. you you could read my mind. Thankfully, mm-hmm. uh, I know the Spurs have been playing better. I, is this now two straight games, two straight wins for them? Wemby's out of his mind. Uh, I mean, he's not gonna make All NBA, but like. Definitely making some people maybe think like, who should we have considered him strong, stronger for All Star? Um, Pacers lost tonight. They are now two and a half games back of the Knicks, and they, I feel like, just looking here, how they've lost not healthy right now. They've lost three of four. They were on January twenty eighth. They were twenty seven and twenty, so they were seven games over five hundred. And now, sitting here over a month later, they're six games over 500. And I, yeah, I get it. Health, uh, Hal Burton is not maybe right, but how, can I give you their upcoming schedule? <laughs> it's shit. pretty brutal, too. Yeah. Woo. At Dallas, Minnesota at home, at Orlando, at OKC, then a little bit of a preve, Bulls, uh, Nets at home, Cavs home, and then a six game. Six game, no, five game road trip starts easy at Detroit, then at Golden State, at Lakers, at Clippers, and ends at the fifth game at Bulls. That is your upcoming stretch for the Pacers. Second um, most difficult schedule among Eastern Conference teams the rest of the way, by the way. I mean, they do have back to back Brooklyn games late, which, like, I don't, know, I don't know who the hell, well, maybe Brooklyn will still be playing for the 10th seed at that point. Um, yeah, man, uh, that, that could look. Nick's got to stay ahead of a couple teams. Maybe the Pacers are one of them. We'll see. Okay. Uh, we're good at getting out of here. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, the whole thing. And uh, we'll be back with more funny games very soon. Talk to you later. Yeah, well, soon, BJ. Yeah, well, soon, JB.